Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, hello. How you doing? Uh, Good, 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 good. Welcome to After 9. Trying to stay cool, sorry, is the answer to that question. Yesterday was messed up. Freaking hot. Like, I like the heat. I don't mind. Summertime, great. But then there's that. Like, that isn't even hot. That's like next level devil territory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was really, really warm. For me, it's the, the volatility. I was sitting in my backyard yesterday, working away on my laptop. Everything was fine. I went inside to flip over some laundry. I flipped it from the washer to the dryer. What does that take? Five minutes? Hung a couple of things up? It was less than 10 minutes. I went back outside and it was pouring rain. Pouring. Wow. And it stopped out of nowhere. But we got like seven millimeters of rain in about five minutes and then it was gone. I like that though. I like the short bursts of rain. Because you can still go back out later and enjoy the weather, but then you don't have to worry about watering. You're like, oh, well, I guess some, I guess all my plants are watered. Oh, I'm not complaining about that. That's I got good. a lot of stuff to water. Right? Uh, today's a big day here, Kat. Some Canadians are getting some help from the government with the rising cost of groceries. The federal government is calling the grocery rebate that was promised in the spring budget a game changer <laughs> for some low-income Canadians. So... They say about 11 million Canadians woke up today with extra money in their bank account. The Canada Revenue Agency says 11 million Canadians, which is only about one in four, are getting additional money alongside their regular GST credit. Couples with two children can expect to receive an extra $467. If you're single with no children, you can get $234. Seniors, it's an extra $225 on average but you can't make any more than $38,000 a year as a couple. Combined? Or $32,000 as an individual. Yeah. So here's my question to you. With the bar that low to get this quote-unquote grocery rebate, who is this going to? Who's actually going to get this money? Because there's nothing in that for the middle class at all. Nothing in it at all. Homeowners... To even own a home. Mm -hmm. We already know. We've heard the stats. If you own a home, you have to be making more than $38,000 a year as a couple or $32,000 as an individual. I say well over that at this point. You have to be. I I just read a report yesterday. Good old Kitchener-Waterloo. You now need to make $175,000 a year to afford a 1,500-square-foot home. $175,000 a year to buy a 1,500-square-foot home Mm -hmm. In Waterloo to region. To make it comfortable for you. And that's, yeah, that's the truth. So when you give us numbers like it has to be under 40, 000, essentially under $40,000 that get some money. I mean, that's great. And, and for the people who are attempting to live with that amount of money coming in, and that's all, I don't know how, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how they do it either. I, I uh, like, just quite frankly, I just don't under, I just don't know. So I'm sure that this is a game changer for a lot of people, but you're right in that it's not really helping any middle-class Families. Let me uh, see if I can figure out where this money is going. So single people making less than $32,000 a year, I would assume the vast majority of that is 
students. Students, yep. Who yeah, live yes. with their parents. Or just adults that live with their parents too, right? It'll also be adults that live with their parents yeah. and probably those on with some sort of a disability that are getting other government grants and supports as well. So if we're handing out all this free money to people that are already living with their parents, wouldn't it have made more sense to just give the money directly to the parents if the intention of this is to offset the cost of groceries? And why is there nothing in it for the middle class? I think I know the answer to that, Kat. We've never defined what middle class is. I was going to say, like, what would define it? That was actually going to be my question because people, I feel like people's view of what middle class is all depends on how much they're bringing in because they feel like they're middle class. But maybe if they learn the numbers, they'd be like, I'm actually above middle class or Uh, I'm actually below middle class, whatever it might be. It might surprise you, right? Well, the federal government says that if you're making less than $32,000 a year, you're low income. But that also sends the implication that if you make over $32,000 a year, you're doing just fine. You don't need any help. That's the message yeah, that they're sending Yeah, you can't define, here. you certainly can't define it that way because that's not true. I know a lot of struggling middle class people right now. We all do. I mean, whatever. We had these conversations a million times. We all know that a lot of people are suffering, not just those who are making no, low income. Yeah. The uh, middle class used to mean this. You weren't wealthy, but... You could afford a home, you could put food on the table, probably had a a car for each parent, that was it. Yeah. You were maybe one vacation a year, maybe two. Right. Maybe you could just do enough for savings. A little bit for savings. savings. Kick a little bit into an RESP for your kid or or a TFSA or whatever. That would make sense to me. That would be my definition as well. So if you're, by that definition, middle class, which is always what middle class has meant... As a household, you've got to be bringing in over $200,000 a year. Yeah, because you got to put a number on it. you got to put a number on it because you can't just say all those things that you said, which is accurate. But how do we know that how that, def- how that equates to money made? So I'd say that probably makes sense is that uh, comfortably 200 to- me- is probably middle class. So then we're, there's a huge gap between 40 and, and 200. 200. Yeah. Humongous gap. What is that? And this is what I'm getting at here is the government can say all they want oh, we're working for the middle class and we're trying to support the middle class. They've never even said what middle class is and they don't want to because they need to admit how expensive life in the country has become. So if you've got, if you need to have a home, two vehicles, maybe take a vacation every year, maybe two, and and tuck a little bit of money into savings, yeah, you're in and around $200,000. That would now be middle class in and around. They can tweak those numbers. Maybe they'll, they always like to lower it a little bit. So let's say if you make over 150, 160, right. you're middle class. To be wealthy, you've got to be making seven figures now. To be rich, you to have be to be rich. making seven figures. Sure. I don't even think that they, and they don't even like to touch that topic. So if that's the case, if you need to make, even if we use the generous estimate of $160,000 a year, What's happening here with the people, that $100,000 gap, which is, by the way, the median income in Canada? What are we doing for people that don't reach that very low bar and people that aren't at the very high bar where they're probably okay on their own? Are they advertising this, though, as helping middle class? Yes. Even though it's, we know it's low income, though. So how can you say that you're helping middle class, but you know it's low income? So this actually just changed about a month ago because they were saying middle class. Then they switched it to lower income Canadians. And is there more help on the way for a middle class or are they? No. This one almost didn't pass. 
Okay. This one almost didn't make it through. It was in the spring budget, and I think they thought that following the formula that has worked so many times over the years, governments that just hand out free money to people usually get reelected. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going down this way. I think a lot of people heard that they were going to get an additional GST credit to try and help with the cost of groceries and just assumed that it would be in their bank account today. But it's not there. Mm-hmm. 11 million Canadians are eligible. Who are these Canadians and what other government supports are they getting? And what are you going to do for the actual middle class and people that are below that threshold? Anybody making less than 160 grand by our rough estimate here should be getting that. They should absolutely get that. And it's not going to go very far. It's one payment of 235 bucks, but 235 right. bucks is 235 bucks. And I, I see why for low income that that's, that's, that's huge. And I hope it does help a lot of people. There's not like not to, you know, take away from that. I think that's great. I, it's just interesting. This is the same government that during COVID just handed out money. Like it was nothing. That was the thing, right? You got handed money every other week for some reason or another money was put in your account, regardless of how much money you made. And that was to try to try to build some favor. They kept saying, what did they say? We got your back. If you're middle class, they don't got your back. Absolutely not. If you're poor, if you're if you're working full time minimum wage, mm-hmm. you barely qualify for this. Barely. Yeah. Minimum wage full time. Everybody else that's making more than 15, 16, 17 bucks an hour that's got a job probably doesn't qualify for this. And that's mm-hmm. crazy to me that such a massive portion of the population is being completely ignored. It's wild and uh, we've talked about it so many times. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but something has to happen to help people out because what went out today cost us a shit ton of money. Yeah. And it didn't really solve any problems. It really just sort of gave a really nice photo op and a couple of nice tweets from the prime minister. Uh, last check, Paul Bernardo is still in medium security prison. As far as I know. This doesn't look good, Cat. Read a lot more stories yesterday. The head of Corrections Canada does not want to be the villain here in this Paul Bernardo story. And again, she's coming out and saying, I personally told Minister Mendicino's office, I flagged it for them. This will be controversial. And he still says he had no idea. So who do we believe? You've got the head of Corrections Services Canada saying, not only did we tell them several times, I personally told them. And the minister is still saying, I had no idea. Nobody told me. Nobody. Mm. My staff must have not told me. Who do we believe here? And that's a rhetorical question. You think about it, but something in this story just doesn't add up. Will we get into the bottom of it? We'll find out. Well, you know, we're on it. We'll let you know. Oh, I ask questions about shit like that all the time. And it's remarkable how few answers we get from our very transparent government. (laughs) Uh, Hamilton man, Cat, has pled guilty and faces up to five years in prison for attempting to smuggle a lot of cannabis into America. How he did it, though, looks like the trailer from the new Mission Impossible movie. He had a helicopter. He flew it over Niagara Falls landed it on Grand Island and heaved four red duffel bags with 50 kilograms of cannabis out the door and tried to get away. The problem is, and this is how this person got caught, they've got a helicopter. They know how to fly a helicopter. They had access to weed and a good plan, but they didn't cover their tracks. They turned off the helicopter transponder They did not check in with the required towers to be cleared to be in that airspace, 
and they did not submit the required flight plan. Had they done those three things, the things you're supposed to do when you fly a helicopter, they probably would have got away with it. But because there was some rogue helicopter flying over Niagara Falls, the border patrol people just went apeshit. And and sure enough, they saw them drop the bags on Grand Island. Do you think it would have been the opposite? Like, do you think that they thought it would be the opposite if they did report all those things they were supposed to report, even though they were carrying illegal things? Do you think they could have got away with it if they did? Or do you have to have a, like, a claim as to what you're carrying? No. You All they had to do was passenger. say, we're doing a, a leisure flight. Right. Anybody can buy an airplane or buy a helicopter. And if you've got the license to fly it and you fly, file a flight path, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. So they could have gotten away with it. They would have got away yeah. with it if they wouldn't have broken so many helicopter Which, rules. By the way, it's probably a problem all on its own. Because now they're essentially advertising that as long as you let them know when you're flying, even if you got illegal shit with you, then it's fine. What were they right? thinking? It's insanity. Yeah. If you had just followed the rules, you would have got away with dropping 50 kilos of drugs on Grand Island. Americans love drugs. They would have been happy to get it. But because he didn't file a flight path, he was, or yeah, the helicopter was literally on their radar for being an unregistered flight over Niagara. Well, you tried. Uh, well, we're talking stupid criminals. How about this? 8.45 a.m. is an important detail for this story. 39-year-old woman in Indiana had applied for a job at the local sheriff's department. She went for an interview last Thursday morning, 8.45 a.m. And when she was doing the interview, the two police officers thought, she smells a little like booze. She was also slurring her words at this job interview. As it turns out, not only did she get fucking wasted, before this job interview, she drove to the job interview at a police station with double the legal limit of booze well, in your system. Who, what do you, did it say what, what the job was, by the way? Uh, I, I believe it was clerical. Okay. Like she would have been doing like background checks or fingerprints <laughs> and shit like that. Do that shit on yourself, girl. Well, now she can. <laughs> can I practice on me? Because <laughs> I came prepared. Uh, do, do you give a shit about the 4th of July food eating contest in America? Um, you know, I find it fascinating. I do because I, I, I get down to the, I like to get down to the brain science of it all because it really is something in the brain. It's not always something to do with the body in competitive eating. And that I find fascinating. So that part, yes, I don't care to like eat a hot dog when I see it, like it grosses me out, but I do find it fascinating that some humans are able to do this and others aren't. It's pretty wild what they're doing Yeah, uh, in, in the Florida Keys, which is where they claim key lime pie was invented. Everybody's had key lime pie, is I think. It's just because the word keys is in it. Yeah. That's what they say they and made. And they probably do grow limes. Uh, yeah. Probably. So it, all adds, so it all adds up. But lime pie isn't that sweet pie that you might get if you had a banana cream or something like that. Key lime pie is very um, tart. Is right. that a good way to put it? Yes. That is a good way to put it, actually. So one of the food eating contests for the 4th of July was you had to eat an entire key lime pie and you couldn't use your hands. New record. Winner did it in three minutes. Just over three minutes. Uh, three minutes and 30 seconds. pie in three minutes. Key lime pie. How many canker sores do you figure do you, he woke up with today? Do you vomit that right back up? It's green. Or do you let it sit? Yeah. Like, do these people, do these people just let it go through their body? 
Or do you think that they like are like, yeah, the champion, ha, ha, and then go to a bathroom? I don't think that they just go into this thing cold. They must do some prep for their body. I don't know. Maybe they're drinking a lot of prune juice or getting on eating like half a jug of Metamucil or something like that. So that when they do it, it just sort of slides right out the back end when they're ready. <laughs> so- Well, how else do you explain Joey Chestnut? 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes yesterday. The 16th title of his career. 62 dogs with buns in 10 minutes. The human stomach isn't big enough to hold 62 hot dogs. Like, he would literally have to shit himself as he's still eating. Well, this is what I'm thinking. you got to evacuate at some point (laughs) in one way or another. So what are you choosing? It's like, it's happening. I don't know, Kat, but people are making money off this shit. Joey Chestnut, not oh, only did he, he win that golden mustard belt yesterday, he got 20 grand as the winner. And they probably paid him an appearance fee just for showing up. This guy is is making a killing. Just doing competitions like once every three to six months, depending on the time of year. It's incredible. And again, he has a brain for it. Like he is missing receptors to tell him that you should probably stop eating and that's what gets him to where he is. He also does, I think, train in between there. Now, how we would think of training and how he thinks of training are probably different, but eh, good on him. While we're talking about the 4th of July, and hi to our American listeners, we just got some new stats, and it's amazing how much After 9 has grown in America. Uh, New York, Michigan, Ohio, Florida, Nevada. What's up to everybody listening in Vegas right now? And Los Angeles, all big markets for After 9. So thank you. Well, let's talk about you a little bit more. Eric Mittenthal is the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council in America. There's a council. This is where they make all the decisions about, ooh, to be a hot dog, it must contain like only 10% lips and hooves and the rest must be regular meat. <laughs> That's how they make those decisions. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. The National Hot Fine. Dog and Sausage Council. They're very council. important people. Hey, you just remember, you can't spell USA without sausage. <laughs> Can't spell sausage without the whole USA. Thing. It's just like I'm trying my best here to take it seriously, but all right. Uh, he says, answering a couple of questions, and, and he is the president, so he is the one who would make these proclamations. He says, number one, if you're over 18 years old and you're still putting ketchup on a hot dog, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong. He says, by the time you're an adult, your taste buds should have evolved. He says, the sweetness of ketchup is not a good match with a hot dog. Instead, you should opt for mustard, onions, sauerkraut, pickles, all that sort of well, stuff. That's a good nod to the Germans right there, I think. I totally agree with you. I don't know, but there's a difference between sausages and hot dogs, though. I mean, if it's you know, it's not can, really much of a difference. It's like, okay, so let's say let's say that there's not much of a difference either way. Like, we're not we're not aiming high if we're having a hot dog. I'm not telling you and boasting about how I had a hot dog last night. I had the best hot dog last night. Like a hot dog, once again, because we can have the argument all day with how to cook one and what's best. It's a freaking hot dog. I don't think it matters. It is made of lips and hooves and shit. We shouldn't even be. Who cares what you put it with? It's a hot dog. It's meat that you can eat raw. Think about that. You know, the bar is so low. (laughs) Like, if you're eating that, you don't need to worry about what's accompanying your hot... You don't have accompaniments to hot dogs. You just... You eat a hot dog. And you don't tell anyone you ate it. And you certainly don't tell someone what to put with it. 
it's amazing that no one has tried to gourmet up the hot dog at this point and say, oh, the, the stuff you get at, at the grocery store is terrible. The stuff you want is what we make at this restaurant. Handmade hot dogs or something like that. It's amazing nobody's tried to really perfect it. But that aside, he says no ketchup on a dog after 18 years old. And the other question that he answered was, is a hot dog a sandwich? You know what? Think about that for just a second. Yeah. Lock the guests into your head. Yeah. Is the hot dog a sandwich? Some people are very passionate about this perfectly ridiculous argument. So let's answer it again from the president of the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. <laughs> Every time you say it, it's I know. Funny. <laughs> I know. I feel stupid too, right? Like these are the leaders in America. Fuck are you guys doing down there? In any case, the council. The council has spoken. Okay. And what do they say? <laughs> a hot dog is. Not a sandwich. I win. They say it's its own category. A hot dog is merely a hot dog. Oh, its own cat. So they wouldn't even put it under like sausage in a bun, too. Like they they say it's its own individual category. Right. I, I'm guessing anything in phallic shape inside a bun with condiments is its own thing. It doesn't count as a sandwich, yeah. even though a sandwich is the exact same premise. Uh, Cineplex. Wants the court to throw out the Competition Bureau's claim against them. They want it dismissed because of the Competition Bureau's weak argument, they say. So if you haven't been following this, back in May, the Competition Bureau decided that they were going to go after Cineplex over the $1.50 fee that you pay when you buy your tickets online. They say that constitutes price stripping. That's where you're drawn into making a purchase without full disclosure of the final cost. So they've accused them of this, and Cineplex would be facing a pretty substantial fine if they're convicted of this. However, Cineplex says moviegoers are told about potential fees as soon as they select a screening and type of ticket. Whether they tell you or not, it's still an added fee for no apparent reason. Why can't they just say tickets are twelve fifty? If you buy them online, they're $14. Why are we screwing around with semantics here? I don't know why. I, 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 a, I'm not a fan of the hidden fees at all, period. And this is one example of them I didn't think about. And they'll say you, you know, if you're because you're selecting your seat, for example, you pay for that. And maybe for some people that's worth it. But it's interesting that they'll put a price point on it for me. Like instead of, like you said, making it a part of the total ticket. But I guess they have to show why they're going to make one more expensive than the other. Like if I just show up willy nilly to the to the movie theater and I'm like, I'm I'm here by myself. One ticket, please. Right now. Then I shouldn't have to pay that fee because you're just going to give me whatever seat is available or I get to pick in the moment. But I, I definitely not first to pick. So there's some people would say, OK, those fees can be worth it in some cases. And that's fine. But the fees altogether can be obnoxious, like just to put on a fee. And I'll give you an example, because it's not just the theaters. We know that there's fees tickets. I mean, we, everyone's been talking about concert tickets lately. There's all these fees involved there. I rented an Airbnb, same thing. Oh, this is the price per night. Go to checkout. You want to charge $300 to clean the place? $300? Crazy. I to clean hire, one house. Honest to, honest to, and not even that, not even that huge of a house. Like how much of the products you're, you're buying here to clean? Like it's confusing too. So anyway, there's a lot of those hidden fees just about everywhere you go. I think it would be nice for a lot of people much like we've had this conversation before when it comes to taxes, right? There are some places that just tell you the price of an object. Here it is. With taxes included, it's going to be $12.95 instead of saying it's going to be nine something plus tax. Like, why can't we just always have that up front? Or is it a matter of, in their mind, some people can't 
fathom what the percentage is so they have to show people and calculate it because some can't. Well, we're very picky and choosy about how we do things and yeah. a little bit of consistency would create a lot more transparency. Uh, case in point, when you go to a gas station, you're getting the all-in price. It's $1.59 a liter right now. Okay, fine. When you buy a movie ticket, apparently it's a different price and it's more expensive if you pay online, which is stunning to me because every other business is trying to get us to shop online. I don't know why Cineplex is going down this road, but whatever, that does seem like a hidden fee. Uh, airlines, hey, $70 flight out to Vancouver. But if you want to bring absolutely anything with you, it'll be an extra yeah. 30 bucks if yeah. you want to pick a seat. I mean, we know how these hidden fees work. Yeah, It should be the full fee. Before taxes. That's what I think. The taxes should stand on their own because I think people should get a reminder with every purchase they make how much you're paying in taxes. If it's a hundred bucks, you're going to pay $113 in all likelihood because yeah. we have the HST and that's a tax on top of uh, the fee. So all together, the fees should be there plus tax. And if we can't do that, I honestly don't know what we're doing anymore. This should be a very simple thing to streamline and regulate. And for whatever reason, we still haven't figured it out. It is a big priority in America, though. I know that uh, the Biden administration says they're going after these fees. Uh, that mainly because of Ticketmaster. How many times did you go and buy concert tickets and then you found out, oh, wait a second, those $65 seats are actually going to cost me about 220 Yeah, but then it's such a, like, I roll my eyes at stuff like that, though, at the same time, because you had... You had Biden standing there next to a couple of the Airbnb was one of them. I think the CEOs of these companies like mm -hmm, we promise you like, come on. Like, I don't know. Like to me, it's such a we'll see. We'll see how it goes there. Hey, I hope he's right. And I hope that the, all it's doing is not decreasing fees. All it's doing is making it more obvious and evident and transparent yep. right from the beginning. Right. That's and that's a good too. I suppose that's the step we're talking about here. But can we talk about the price of these fees and why they're so high? Convenience fees? Convenience of what? What, what is, is a what convenience is my $3.50 exactly going towards? It's crazy. You know, like stuff like that. You know, like explain to me. Show me a pie chart or some shit. Like show me where it's going. Okay, I hate to say it again, but I'm going to repeat something I said last week. Somebody needs to go to jail. I don't understand what they don't understand about this shit. If you're a company that's throwing in these 350 convenience fees and you know... For a purchase, you're supposed to declare the all-in fee. Fucking arrest somebody. Put them in jail. I don't know if it's going to be Cineplex or, or some other movie theater chain, an airline. Some CEO needs to be in handcuffs in the back of a police car, and then a mugshot gets posted online. Treat them like criminals if they break the law. If they break the law, charges should be laid. Uh, case in point, Waterloo Region this weekend. Let me get you the exact number. This was the first year, Canada Day, where the new bylaw kicked in, where you can only do fireworks on Canada Day. It's not a free-for-all where you can do them all throughout the weekend. Yeah. It has to be on private property, and you have to have your fireworks done by 11 o'clock. So if you did it on Canada Day at your own house before 11, you're fine. A lot of people were not fine. In fact, they got 38 complaints called in about nuisance fireworks. Yikes. Was it bad in one, one area over others or just generally? 32 complaints in Kitchener, six of them laid in Cambridge. So 38, 38 people took time to complain. Ah, somebody's doing fireworks after hours. Somebody's doing fireworks on a night when they're not even allowed. You'd think out of 38 complaints, 
even one charge would be laid. But nope, not one. Yeah. Why are we letting people just flagrantly break the law? I don't understand what's going on. We're a society of rules and laws that everybody has to follow so that we can all live in peace. I'm curious if they had like people out for that reason to wait for the calls. And I assume the answer is no. Well, half the calls went to the cops, half them went to bylaw. And between the two of them, still no charges were laid. Mm. It's remarkable to me. But while we're talking about the Competition Bureau and Cineplex, did the Competition Bureau give up on investigating the grocery stores? Because they feel like that's still the big problem. That's part of the reason that we have to spend billions on this grocery rebate that's going out to everybody today is because inflation is so high. And I think everybody with common sense who shops regularly can walk into a grocery store and see what's going on. The Competition Bureau couldn't find anything in the grocery stores, so they're going after the movie theaters? That seems strange to me too, Kat. What is going on at the grocery store? Prices seem like they're coming down a little bit. Do you think they're just going to drop them a little bit so we all stop bitching about it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it all has to do with seasonal things too. You notice some things over others being a little cheaper, but other areas, not at all. I'm not noticing a massive difference in, in some of the areas. The one that gets me is I don't understand why I can buy tomatoes from Mexico for a buck 29 a pound, but tomatoes from Leamington, 45 minutes down the highway, cost me 3.99 a pound. Uh-huh. Somebody explain that to me. Can anybody explain why that is cuz it doesn't make a lot of sense? Well, and I I find the same interesting question as well about the exact same item being 5.99 at one grocery store but 2.99 at another one. Why are broccoli crowns all of a sudden $1.99 at Longos but they're 5.99 yeah. at Superstore? Yeah. Great question. Yeah, so a lot of that doesn't add up. the math ain't math and for me and I'm not even just talking sales stuff. And in some cases it is sales stuff. Like what? in some cases it's like, wow, okay, so you managed to get this down to 2.99 but they're still selling it for 7.99? Like that seems outrageous. Speaking of seasonal stuff, this is a time of year when you might have people over and maybe when you're having people over you think I should pick up a veggie tray. I should pick up a fruit tray and have some fruit out for people when they come over. $30 at Superstore the other day. Yeah. The same four compartment fruit tray with a little tub of shit in the middle, whatever that is. (laughs) Depends if you went for the chocolate goo or the yogurt goo. Well, I think this was yogurt goo. (laughs) Somebody sent me a picture from Superstore. It It was $29. Oh my gosh. $29 for a little bit of cantaloupe, two different colors, some strawberries and some grapes. I mean, the same same will still go for, you know, even before the the heavy inflation, there was still inflated prices on those. Like just chop up your own shit. I know it sucks. I know the convenience is there. I mean, I buy things on convenience and I pay the price and I get that, but that's outrageous. All right, guys, we got to go. That's uh, pretty well all we can fit into this episode. But thank you for listening to After 9. We'll give you an early heads up. We're on vacation next week. We are. So there will not I'm be... I'm peacing right the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't call me. Don't text me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally available. Uh, we're going to burn it off in the summertime <laughs> so we don't inconvenience your school year as a minimal amount anyway. Yeah. So we've got two more episodes to go. And I'm told he swears... Dave will be here on Friday. Really? That's what he I'll says. Believe it when he I said see that three it. Fridays in a row. I'll believe. We will see about that. Have it's going to be like a ghost walked in here if he does. Like, oh my who God. The fuck are you? We should ID him <laughs> just to make sure we still know who he is. Uh, it's the AI version of Dave coming at you. <laughs> he just brings in a robot in his place. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.